Now let's move into the Bleacher Report's 10 most underrated offseason moves. At number 10, the Pistons getting Alec Burks, Nolan's Noel, and picks for pretty much for free. I think that was a Kimball Walker trade, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think Kimball was involved in that as well. But how do you see the Pistons going into basically getting – I think Nerland Noel is a big loss for New York. They they did make up for it with Isaiah Hardenstein. But do, do, you, do you think that's an underrated move for Detroit? I do. I think Detroit's made a lot of really good moves for their basketball team this year, and that being one of them. Um, you obviously got a bunch of picks. I don't even really remember what it was for. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, those are good basketball players. Those are quality basketball players. Do they end up playing for P- Detroit? I don't know yet. That's to be determined because um, this is a young, young core. But I think Detroit has geared themselves into start slowly but surely, surely starting the we're going to make the play-in, maybe sneak into the playoffs this year. Next year we're going to be solidified in the playoffs. Next year we're going to be contending. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. They're on, they are on that trajectory to get to the B where we're contending for five years. Yeah, I completely agree. And at number nine, this is a one I think should be a lot higher on this list is Bruce Brown signing with the Nuggets. Uh, he's a hustle guy, and him having being at Denver, they they needed a dog, and I feel like Bruce is one of those guys. I love Bruce Brown. Um, I think that is a drastic loss for the Nets because of his positional value. He can play really any position you need him to play. Um, and I think Jokic is going to love having a guy like that on the team because he is a hustler. He is going to defend his butt off, and he's going to play whatever you need him to play. Um, he's an awesome role. Exactly. Guy. Like it's And it's hard to believe he's only 6'4", right? Because yeah. he plays way taller than that. So I think Bruce Brown with the Nuggets is really big. Number eight, they have Kendrick Williams signing an extension with OKC. I'm not even going to spend time on that. I don't even think it should be on this list, in my opinion. But number seven is very interesting for you, my friend, because they have Jalen Smith re-signing with the Pacers. I know how high you are, Jalen Smith. I like Jalen Smith a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think him and Miles Turner have a lot of similarities because um, they're both big men that can shoot the ball really well. Um, and he played really well in those when he got traded from the Suns to the Pacers last season. I think Indiana is. We talked about this in their preview. We don't know how deep the rebuild will go. I don't think Miles Turner will be a Pacer oh, very much longer. I think his value. They were trying to get rid of him and Sabonis last year. But then he got injured, and so they were like, well, crap, we can't really trade him now because his value's plummeted. And I would know because I've had him on fantasy basketball the last, like, four <laughs> years, and he's been IR stashed every year. Um, but Jalen Smith, I think, can be that Miles Turner kind of pushed him out of the fold. Um, I, I am really high on him. I really did want the Grizzlies to go out and try and get him because I think he's a perfect backup big for us because we don't have another floor spacer big other than Jaron. Um, and so I thought he would have been really, really good. And the only problem with us going to get him, it probably would have been the sign of the times for Xavier Tillman, and it probably would have pushed him out of our roster completely. Um, but I do like Jalen Smith a lot for that Pacers team that isn't a rebuild. But I think it's an accelerated one based on who they have. I agree. And I, like you and I discussed, I think it's a make-or-break year for Tyrese Halliburton, right? Yeah. Because everybody's talked this guy up. He's never averaged over 20 a game. He's going into his fifth year. It's time. You're on a rat team. You're going to have all the FGAs you want. So Tyrese Halliburton needs to step up. Jalen Smith being there alongside him, stretching the floor. I'm a big fan of that. I, I like the idea of him being a backup big for the Grizzlies as well. <laughs> Um, but I think I think that's really interesting. Another underrated one at number six, Bleacher Report has the Hawks getting the Kings first rounder, Justin Holiday and Mo Harkless 
for Kevin Herter. I think this is a great one to have on this list because they did get a haul for Kevin Herter. Yeah. I think Justin Holiday is a good basketball player. We would know. We've, we've got to watch him on the Grizz. He's a good role player. Um, I think the Hawks were kind of running into a situation where – and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think – Kevin Herter's not that great at defense, right? No. He's yeah, he's a, no, he's a shooter. Yeah, um, pure shooter. They didn't have defense. That's why they went and got DeJounte Murray to cover up Trey Young. Kevin Herter was – him and Trey Young in the backcourt was just abysmal to watch defensively because Trey Young is like one of the only players in 2K that has like an F rating on defense, mm-hmm. which is just – Justly so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Justin Holiday can play some defense, and he can bust a three. He's a good guy that to get 13 minutes a game, mm-hmm. and I think that's good for them. Absolutely. At number five, we have Cavs bringing back Ricky Rubio. This is a guy I wanted Boston to go out and get before they traded for Malcolm Brogdon. Ricky Rubio, I think, is a really underrated guy, and hopefully he can stay healthy next year, but he was very important when it came to Cleveland. He was a part of that young, fun top four seed that yeah. Cleveland started out to be last year. They ended up falling into the play-in, but re-signing Ricky Rubio is huge for them. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even mention it. I literally wrote it down in our uh, <laughs> preview of the Cavs recently. Um, that is a massive, massive, massive thing for them because Ricky Rubio last year like you said when they were the number four seed Ricky Rubio was a lot of the reason behind that he gives Darius Garland a break Darius Garland when he was on the court was the playmaker and he would he was their he was their guy but when he got off the court Ricky Rubio kept the offense going mm-hmm. he's our he's their Tyus Jones I think Ricky Rubio is a huge huge asset for the Cavs and I think that was an awesome resigning I agree I, I, I can't really say anything else to it because think him being alongside Darius Garland it gives them uh, you he's not going to obviously replace Darius Garland but if he has an ankle injury for a couple weeks Ricky Rubio can keep you somewhat afloat and go 500 for that stretch uh number four is one that's very close to home Cooper Sixers trading for D'Anthony Melton this is massive they had we've said time and time again Sixers went from having one of the worst benches in the NBA, I think they actually did statistically have the worst bench in the NBA, to now having one of the best, adding D'Anthony Melton, adding P.J. Tucker. How big was the Sixers adding D'Anthony Melton? That is number four on the list, by the way, those of you keeping track. You got younger. Um, and so, obviously, the trade was the Grizzlies got the 23rd pick in the draft and Danny Green, um, who is not going to play basketball until probably January because he's coming off a torn ACL um, in the final game of their season, I think. Um, and they got De'Anthony Melton. I think we got a lot for De'Anthony Melton, to be honest with you, based on his playoff run because that is our one knock on De'Anthony Melton was his – lack of ability in the playoffs. And I don't say that to be mean to D'Anthony. Yeah. D'Anthony is a younger Danny Green. He's smaller than Danny Green, so obviously not comparing them like that way. But like three and D, yeah. That's that was our guy. I mean Absolutely. he could come off the bench and have a heater and have twelve points and you'd be like, dang, when did he get twelve points? And he's just made four threes like back to back to back to back. And like he's gonna defend you. Like he is one of those guys that will be up in your grill until you're tired of him being in your grill to get rid of the ball. Um, so I think that's a huge, huge piece for 76ers. Just like you said, three and D, he hit 40.6 percentage of his catch and shoot threes, and they they illustrate in here it makes him a great fit next to Harden. I think so because Harden's just going to dribble the air out of the ball and then pass it, you know, swing it to the corner and he's swing Mel- Yeah, Mel's going to knock it down. But something that's laughable in here because you and I we've watched a ton of D'Anthony Melton. 
he, <laughs> the writer uh, at Bleach Report said he gives them real depth at point guard behind Maxi and Harden. He's not going to be playing. Nah, point guard. I you promise you that he does. He can't look up. Like I, in transition, <laughs> I get I, I get scared of him with the ball, bro. But like as far as hustle guys, deflection steals, rebounding, energy off the bench, he's absolutely fantastic there, and he can knock down the three. And they yeah. say here that he's got two years, sixteen point three million dollars remaining on his contract, so he's really yeah. low cost. Not well. not a bad contract for him, but laugh that is laughable that they said point guard because I ultimately think that's why the Grizzlies chose Contrar over him. Absolutely, because Contrar yeah. can can have the ball in his hand and play make a little bit more yeah. than him. Absolutely, and I think Contrar. Nobody outside of Memphis knows his name right now. You're gonna know his name. I'm you're gonna know. So he's gonna be Contrar. the DeAnthony Mountain of next year. Judy is his name. Judy. <laughs> uh, number three is I uh, once. An all-star up in Indiana now. He's kind of had an injury history. But the Miami Heat re-signed Victor Oladipo, Oladipo, which was interesting because he's been kind of a disappointment leading up to this year. And he had a great, I think it was first or second round of the playoffs, really, where he played really well. So how do you how do you feel about Victor Oladipo returning to the Heat? I personally love Vio. Um, I think he's a good basketball player. Obviously, injuries have just uprooted his career. Um, I think he's found a nice home in Miami. Um, I thought Miami's biggest flaw in that final game, or we'll not even say final game, we'll just say final series against Boston, was their depth. Um, obviously, injuries kind of ravaged them, and they found uh, some guys in Gabe Vincent, Max Strews, some of those guys that just came in and played really well. Victor Oladipo, is, there was a reason he was drafted number two overall um, to the Orlando Magic all those years ago. Um He's a really, really good basketball player. Um, I think he is a better fit in Miami with the way that Miami plays and how they've played for God knows how long. Um, I think that's a that is an underrated move because it's not been talked about at all. I I agree. And the thing, my biggest question for Vo going into next year is, can he support the shot creation of Jimmy Butler? Because we all saw JB had no help in the playoffs on an offensive standpoint. If he wasn't going, the Heat weren't going on offense. So hopefully Vo can be more consistent there because we we saw flashes last year. Can he be consistent? But when you're re-signing for a two-year, eighteen million dollar deal, I mean that's a no-brainer yeah. to sign Victor Oladipo. He did say on Vince Carter's show the other day that he's one of the best players in the world. Period. I think that my injury has a kind of built a misconception on who I, who he is. A lot of confidence. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I do think that. your injuries messed you up. Yeah. I don't know. It's the best player in the world. Exactly. He he went on to say, he was like, being in my 10th year, it feels like I'm in year one all over again. Okay, all right. I'm just going to stop reading. We'll move into <laughs> number two. Um, this is a guy that I'm not high on this. You may be, but TJ Warren signing for the minimum with the Brooklyn Nets. That's number two. I think the contract you got him on is going to play a lot to that if he can play the way he played two years ago in the bubble. Because that's the thing. You're banking on a guy that hasn't played basketball in two years. Granted, two years ago in that bubble, bubble TJ Warren was a different type of TJ Warren. So if you're getting that guy for the minimum, hell yeah. That's like the Grizzlies with Desmond Bain. Like, we'll milk that cookie until it's gone. Can he be that? And that's a big, big, big question because I personally, that was kind of like a mad move to me because you're Indiana. You're like, why would we re-sign him? We're not going to get anything for him, and he's not going to fit on this team anymore. So, like, that's kind of a mad move to me. And people still have TJ Warren from the bubble sucking his head. Like, he's still been making moves like that. He's played four games the past two seasons. Like, in the fact that you're – 
you're trying to sell that to me on an already toxic Brooklyn squad, I don't think that's going to do too much. He's he's about to turn 29. He averaged in that like 2019-2020 season, the bubble season, he averaged 19.8 points per game. It's not like he was averaging a 30 yeah. ball or something. So, does, does he start for Brooklyn or is he going to be a bench guy? I think so. Let's go through their starting lineup. Yeah, <laughs> obviously going to go th- Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons. Around that's where it gets tricky. I think you have to start T.J. Warren and Royce O'Neal there. I think the two new okay. guys have to start. So Kessler Edwards, uh, no. Is that putting Ben Simmons as your center? I would. I put him at the five. I'm done with Nicholas Claxton. I've seen that. I've seen him at the center for Brooklyn. I don't. I don't <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't even remember who's on their team. I was gonna say Drummond, but I forgot he signed. Yeah, Drummond's with the Bulls now, which we both love. So Kyrie at the one. I'm with Royce O'Neal at the two or the three. Kevin Durant, I think, can play the three or the four. Ben Simmons can obviously play the one through five. Um, yeah, I'd probably go that, that lineup. Of, yeah, maybe Seth Curry in there. But then, yeah, instead yeah, of Royce O'Neal yeah. or TJ. Patty Mills, I'd have come no. off the bench still. Patty Mills, dude, his, him Patty, last year, he should have never, never left the Spurs. Oh, my God, dude. He should have never left the Spurs. And, like, the change in cultures. Yeah, he should have <laughs> never left the Spurs. So, I've seen Cam Thomas coming no. off the bench. He can be a heater. He's not going to start, though. Joe Harris is finally coming back. but He yeah, might start it's, it's, over Warren or Royce O'Neal. It's either got to be Seth Curry or Joe Harris. Yeah. Coming. You can't have those two guys on a bench unit together. No, that yeah. defense would be abysmal. Yeah, it would be absolutely terrible. De'Ron Sharp's still on the roster, yeah. Yeah. Five, yeah, no, I think we. Yeah, Ben Simmons might be the starting five, which might help him. It might, I, I it might help him a lot. Because, dude, they only have one center on the roster right now, and I don't think you should start Nicholas Clash. No, like Ben Simmons can guard anybody, and he's a terrific rebounder as well. Like everyone knows, he can do everything except shoot. So, um, but let's go back Side to this <laughs> number one on the top ten most underrated moves of the NBA offseason. Kind of came guess. as a surprise guess. I'll let you guess. Now you said surprise. I was going to say Jalen Brunson because I know everybody's been like on that one hard, hard, but underrated. Christian Wood? No, that actually should have been on this yeah, list. Yeah, that's not and, on the list. Instead of like, hold on, hold on. Before <laughs> I get to number one, instead of Kendrick Williams inking yeah. an extension with OKC, like what is it? I'm sorry, Bleach Report, this is an incredible article. But my God, get Christian Wood on here, man, because that is underrated. Um, but number one, you done guessing? I'm trying to remember any other move. Uh, maybe Malik Monk to the Kings. <laughs> no, <laughs> dude, him oh. and Kevin Herter is gonna be hilarious. Lonnie Walker? Uh, no, that's not on here too. You think it'd be on here for clicks? You that's all I got. Lakers, yeah, that's all I got. Dante Divincenzo. Ah, uh, to the Warriors. Champ. Yeah, uh, that kind of saved. Damn the Warriors. <laughs> I know, dude. I like. I had no problem with them going into the off season. And then they lost Gary Payton. I thought that was big. I thought yeah, that's they, not on the list. That's yeah, a, I yeah the Portland thing isn't on the list either. But you know Kendrick Williams can really make a difference. <laughs> Kendrick sure. Williams better be an All Star next year. Absolutely. <laughs> but Dante Divincenzo is huge because yeah. that made up for the entire offseason for the yeah. Fiend World Champs. I think they even could be better than they were last yeah. year. So because I remember me and you and we were talking about who had the worst offseason. I, I mentioned. If the Warriors didn't sign Dante DiVincenzo, it'd be the Warriors. Bro, guess. All right, it's a two-year contract. We talked about, you know, numbers with these with D'Anthony Melton. I think it was like two-year 18 or two-year 16 or whatever. And the other guys we talked about. Guess is uh, what DiVincenzo signed for two years. Two-year 20? More or less? Less. Less? Less. Two-year 15? Less. 
No way. Two what? year ten? Less. No. Two eight? Two year nine million dollar contract. He's twenty five, bro. It's not like he's like thirty five. I why do the Warriors <laughs> get richer? Like what why? Money, what money do they have to spend? Like I get like how cheap they got, but Dude, dude. they're so far over the luxury tax they it can't even get Dante DiVincenzo what he deserves. Bro. It is outrageous. Dang. And listen, I mean, listen, to, listen to this shit. Warriors fans, you should be happy right now. Because we never, like, talk in the highlights. Yeah, we're never, we're never giving y'all, but like, y'all, praise. Yeah, That's oh a good deal. God, you, you. DiVincenzo should thrive as a floor spacer alongside Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green, feeding off wide-open looks. He will have wide-open Yeah, he looks. won't be guarded. He, he will be like what uh, Brandon Clark and Kyle Anderson were in the corner, but at least he can make the shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they lost Otto Porter and Gary Payton. Too. Yeah, yeah. Otto Par- Porter going to Portland or to Toronto's underrated. Yeah, that's too, a good so. one too. Yeah, I thought this was a good list, man. And I yeah. thought, and we just made our own list. Y'all just yeah. got to hear our yeah, list too, because exactly. we just named probably like twenty-five underrated <laughs> moves that weren't number one. <laughs> what was another one I didn't like? Because I'm bragging on the Kendrick Williams one, but yeah, shout out Kenny Hustle. Yeah. K- Kenny Hustle. That's that's all I got for Kendrick Williams. Jalen Smith should be like number ten to the seven. But yeah, that, that's just me. What was ten again? Uh, 10 was Alec Burks. No one's in I was trying to be positive about that, but, like, bro, come on now. Shout out Gary Payton. I really wanted Gary Payton in the Grizz. Same, I did, too. I thought this was an average list, but fantastic 50th episode, in my opinion. Yeah, facts. All right, well, Coop, I hope you have a great day, my friend. Yes, sir. You, too.